the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. The same people that will reject the gospel will say to you, Jesus was just a man. I've heard that many times. Oh, you know, Jesus is just like Buddha or he's just like uh, whoever their, their religious honcho is, you know. He's just one of them. He's just a man. Do you ever wonder why people in, in, insist that Jesus was just a man? Because if Jesus was just a man, then he cannot judge them. He cannot judge. If Jesus is just a man, he has no right to judge. He's just a man just like I am. So they remove the judgment away from Jesus, and Jesus is just all right with me, according to those theologians, the Doobie brothers. Jesus is just all right. Why? Because he's is just a man. If Jesus indeed was just a man, then I'm not going to be judged because he's just a man just like I am. He has no right to judge me, and I have no, he has no, I'm, I have no, there's no reason for him to pass judgment on me. Because he's just a man. But if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and you know the truth, you know what the scripture says. In Romans 8, 17, it says, Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. You see, Jesus became like one of us, but he's not just like one of us. We were talking about this yesterday. Jesus was fully God and he is fully man. And better, you better believe it. When Jesus judges, he judges as God with the understanding of what it's like to be a man. And that's scary. It should scare you because you can't go there and say to Jesus, you have no right to judge me. You don't know what it's like to be a man. And Jesus will say, mm, wrong answer. If, they can if people can convince that they're not going to be judged, Jesus will just be all right with them. That's why when we share the gospel today, you know, we, need, we cannot whitewash it. We need to really tell people, God loves you. How much does he love you? He gave the very best that heaven has to give. And that's your only hope. Without that, you will be judged into an eternal separation from God. If you don't want to use hell, you can use that. But as a follower of Jesus, we need to understand that we will be opposed. And the reason why we will be opposed is because they won't readily accept the fact that there is a God who will judge us. But there's a second thing that we need to understand in order for us to shine this gospel. And that is we shine, we become, we, we shine for the gospel. To shine <laughs> for the gospel, we must be confident and trustworthy. Okay, that's the second point. Not only must we be conscious of trouble, we also must be confident and trustworthy. 
Now, I'm speaking to Christians this morning, okay? So don't get mad at me. You should understand this. Look at the next verse, verses uh, 3 and 4. It says, for the, for the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those, now underline this next sentence right here, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. That's you. We are not trying to please people, but God who, underline this, who tests our hearts. So you and I want to shine the truth, shine for the gospel. We must be confident and trustworthy. Okay? Now, here Paul is saying to the disciples that they must exhibit two qualities in order for them to shine. The quality of confidence and the quality of trustworthiness. The two traits that qualifies every Christian to shine for the gospel are these two things. If you are confident with someone, you can trust that someone. So if you're confident with a person, Inevitably, you will trust that person. And that's essentially what the Scripture is saying, what Paul is saying to the Thessalonians. You must exhibit these two things. You must have confidence. And of course, we know that confidence doesn't come from us. It comes from God. And you also must be trustworthy. Where does confidence come from? Does it come from our knowledge? Does it come from our, does it come from our ability? As Christians, do we have to have, possess all of these gifts, all of these qualities, all of these wonderful things? No, not at all. Look at the verse again to discover where confidence uh, comes from. He said, what we are telling you does not come from a wrong motive or from wrong or erroneous teachings. Or are we trying to trick you? Paul says, we speak as those who are approved by God. How do you know you are approved of God? It comes out from the testimony of our faith and our experiences with God. Faith makes us confident and experience makes us worthy because it gives us the moral high ground to be the light of the world. If we have confidence because we put our faith in Christ, then we can be trusted to live out and to work towards achieving the purpose that God has called you and I to do. It gives us, that's all the high ground we need, confidence and trustworthiness. How would you like uh, for someone to say to you, hey, man, I approve of you? That's, that's a good feeling, right? When somebody says, I approve of you, man, you, you, you're the man, you're the woman, you're it. Yeah, that feels good, right? How about God saying, I approve of you? Does anything get any higher than that? Paul says, we are confident because we are approved of God. How in the world did they get approved by God? They put their faith in Jesus explicitly. You know, there's, no, there, there's no black and white here with the Christians. There, there's no ambivalence here. There's no gray area. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's confidence. When you can say that, when they're going to start operating from the, you know, operating that cancer that you have, and you can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, God says, I approve of that statement. We have the high ground. Why, why, why is it so important for us to, to put our faith in Jesus and to confess our faith in Jesus and, and, and to pursue this trustworthiness that God is calling us to do? Because when a person, and I want you to understand one thing this morning, okay? Approved by God means you have been proven by God to be faithful. That's, that's what it means. 
Yun, to be approved of God is to, to be approved by God because you had been faithful. Now, what does, that, what, is your, what does your faithfulness say about you? What does God say about your faithfulness? It says to God, if you are faithful, it says to God that you are a person of accountability. Now, accountability is a source of confidence. Accountability is an important word in the Christian vernacular. What is accountability? We hear so much of the word accountability, but we hardly understand what it means. I really am convinced that a lot of people don't understand what, what, how to be accountable. Every time we hear the word account or accounting, we think in mathematical terms, right? We think of money. But that's the farthest thing from the word. You know what the word account means? It means to narrate. That's what it means. Like you're narrating a documentary or narrating a story. That's what accountability, that's what account means. You and I are narrating a story. We're narrating, uh, we're documenting. We're giving an account. We're giving the facts of a story or event. That's what accountability is. When God says that's an accountable person, that means that person has been faithful in demonstrating their faith in God. That's what accountability, you, you, you are doing a legal term in terms of what God is saying, not a mathematical term. The term account is used in the courtrooms, not in a bank, because to account is to narrate. It means you're going to tell a story in front of a judge or in front of someone of authority. That's what it means to, to be accountable. You are narrating the story of your life in front of a judge or in front of a jury. To be accountable to God means we will face God one day and narrate our story to Him on Judgment Day. There's going to be, you know, people say, well, when I face God in judgment, God will proclaim this or will say that and all of that. No, Judgment Day, God will not say a thing. He's already spoken through Jesus and He already revealed what He has to say in His Word. So when you and I face God, we will be the ones speaking. We will be narrating our story in front of God. And God already knows whether we're guilty or not. He's just going to give you a chance to tell your story. Bring a violin. Start telling God your story. Because you're going to be doing a lot of talking. You'll be narrating your story. And after you have narrated your story, God will say to you, guilty. That's it. And now you're going to hate God. That is unfair. Why are you judging me? Why are we proclaiming me guilty? There's a lot of other people that did the same thing that I did. Why aren't they guilty? And God will say, because they came here with an attorney to represent them. And that attorney defended them. That attorney told their life story. And God says, I believe you, the lawyer. Who is your lawyer? And you're going to say to God, me, guilty. It's as simple as that. We will skip the judgment. Yes, Jesus is our lawyer. Jesus is the, <laughs> Jesus is the one that's going to narrate the story. That's it. I don't want to be in heaven telling God what I've done. When I was growing up in a church, the, the pastor used to, used to scare us. Oh, when you get to the judgment day, there's going to be a, a big wide screen in there. And it's going to play your life. You're going to see it. He's going to play the video of entire life. All the secret sins that you've committed. He's going to show you in front of everybody. You're going to be exposed. Well, that scared a whole lot of us. I don't want to be exposed and all of that. 
You know, but that, that worked. I mean, it's not true, but that worked. But when we get to heaven, if we are in Christ, there's no playing of all of that. God canceled that debt already. It's free. You've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. You don't have to give an account for what you've done because Jesus put it on his back. That's the truth. You're not going to hear that from your bartender. You're not going to hear that from your parole officer. You're not going to hear that from your lawyer. That's the truth. That's what it means to be trusted by God. He's no longer reading the story of your life. He's reading what Jesus is doing. That's what I want to be. That's the confidence that I have. Your story is now being written in Christ. And that's a beautiful story. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of being forgiven, being washed away from all our sin. Confidence is critical because it will be measured from the source where you get it. You, you have to be entrusted by someone. You, you have to trust in Jesus for God to trust you. I mean, that's the bottom line. Why? Because it's Jesus that's telling your story, that's writing your story. Okay? It's, it's not any different from human experience. You know, if, you, if you're struggling, I just, let me get myself, if you're struggling with your marriage, all right? If you're struggling with your marriage, don't seek counsel from someone who's been divorced 10 times. It just doesn't work because you have to have credibility. You have to have accountability. It's a critical thing. You go to people who had been faithful. You always trust people that had been faithful. You always trust people that have done their due diligence in order to honor God. The, the source of trustworthiness is faithfulness. The source of accountability, uh, the source of confidence is accountability. The source of trustworthiness is faithfulness. And that's an important thing for us to understand. We can't be trusted if we are not faithful, especially when it comes to sharing the light of the gospel, okay? Don't assume that you're shining the light of the gospel. No, you will be proven a true light by how faithful and I'm faithful I have become. In my experience as a Christian and as a pastor, I have had countless people whisper many, many things to my ears. I, I, I mean, I'm used to it. There are people who come to me and try to give me all of these tricks. You know how you're going to make your church effective? You know, how to make, uh, you, you know how to make money in your church? How to increase your giving in your church? Do you want to know how to do this or do that? And I, and I appreciate all of that. But you know what? When somebody comes up to me with an idea about anything, the first thing I look at is not the idea itself. The first thing I look at is not, not the benefits of what's going to happen, not the wonderful things that it will produce. I look at the faithfulness of the person who's presenting this to me. That's more important to God. It should be more important to us. God doesn't look at all of these other things. He's looking at faithfulness. He's looking at faithfulness. Hey, Pastor, I, I have a good idea of how we can increase our giving. And then they, they started coming up with all those things that they can sell in the church. You know? Maybe I'm used to that. You know how you're going to raise the giving in this church? I can tell you a secret. It's not, it's not a secret, but this is, this is probably new to you. You want to increase the giving of the church? Give! That's it. No tricks. We don't have to trick people. If you're going to give, you're going to give. If you're not going to give, you're not going to give. It's the same thing. You can hear the gospel. The apostle Paul can rise from the dead, stand up here and proclaim the gospel that there will be some people who will say no. The only real test of faithfulness is time. You want to be trustworthy before God? Be consistently faithful. You want to be trusted by God? Show faithfulness. God uses not the most talented 
not the most, the most gifted, not the smartest. God uses the most faithful person. When it comes to the gospel, the best caretakers of the truth are those who have been walking with God faithfully and consistently for a very long time. They had been tested in battle and they have been found trustworthy. Okay? So time. Many of you have been Christians a long time and that's a crown in your head. All right? So don't, don't, don't disregard all of that. Be faithful. Continue to be faithful. We had a fresh start class uh, yesterday. We sadly didn't get a chance to finish the whole thing, but that's important because it doesn't mean you've been a Christian, professing Christian for years. It means you know what it means or you know what it is to be a Christian. So I encourage you. You, you and I are walking this straight and narrow. We're walking in faith. We need to put our hearts and minds. We need to know that there are landmarks, and, and, and we're going to progress. We're going to advance in our faith. Just be patient. Just completely trust in God. Now, there's a, there's a final point this morning. A, a, a disciple that shines the gospel is someone who must be completely transparent. This is an important aspect as well. Verses 5 to 6, it says, You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We, never, we are not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though an, as an apostle of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Paul was trying to expose those who were trying to win people to their ideas and their religion by dishonest means or by exerting authority. Uh, uh, Paul says, if you want to shine for the gospel... You must be transparent. You, you can't have a double life. What you are when you're by yourself and what you are, is what you are when people are looking. They, they drove people out of Thessalonica because Paul was proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ in a city that refuses to accept the message. They don't want to have anything to do with what God has to say. They hated Paul because he was making a difference in people's lives. It's not Paul, but the gospel. The fact is, the people who were listening to the gospel know right away that the power of the message is coming from God. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, if you're listening to the message this morning, I want to tell you that when you have a strong conviction about it, it's not because of the speaker, it's not because of the atmosphere in the church, it's because God is speaking to your heart by His Holy Spirit. Your power and my power is not coming from any other source but from God itself. And when we exhibit that, people are going to see that automatically. Don't blame the messenger. Don't blame the people that are praying for you. God is using them to reach out to us. Paul was simply proclaiming the gospel with the power of God, backed up by his authentic faith. They were not proclaiming themselves. They're not, they're, they're not trying to deceive people. They're not trying to come up with ideas on how to better anything. They're simply trying to be who they are. They want to be transparent for the sake of Jesus. How do we spot an authentic person walking in the light of truth? How do we know we are good stewards of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Transparency. We can't be different when no one is looking, and we, 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 can't, be, we can't be two different people at the same time. We need to have 
that sense of transparency. That's why it's important for us to receive the power of the Spirit, to be guided by the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. Paul says, if you're walking in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desire of the flesh because the flesh tends to want to put you inside your room. The flesh tends to put you inside your own private space so that in that private private space, you can be alone to be who you are. Now, I understand that that is a good thing to have that privacy, that place in your life for you to be who you are. But let me warn you, what you are in secret will be shown in the light out in the open. If you are a Christian, you cannot hide that light. Jesus said it. You are the light of the world, a lamp that cannot be hidden. You will be exposed. I will be exposed for who I am. So what's the sense of being a private person and different in public to a Christian? It cannot be. There has to be transparency. If we are who we are in private, that has to be what people see. Now, I understand there are certain things that, that, that are private about our lives. That's fine and good. God understands that. But as Christians, we are going to be the same wherever we are. Whatever the scenario is, whatever the situation is, we are the same. We can only be true to our own experiences with the gospel in our life. We cannot give what we don't have. So if this gospel is really true in us, if it's really true, if it's really making a difference, if it's transforming us, if we bow down to its call to repentance, to its call to humility, if we bow down and we say, God, this is what you said, I'm bowing to it. I am surrendering my life to it. Believe me, the Spirit of God has a lot of room to fill, okay? And when He fills us with His Spirit, I tell you what, we're going to walk according to His light. It's not a secret. It's not magic. It's not rocket science. Pastor, I'm struggling with so much of this. Keep struggling, but start walking in the right direction. I'm struggling with all of this. Good, okay? It's good. Now, walk in the way of the new life. It's really as simple as that. This is no tricks. Paul says we are who we are. We don't sell you anything that we didn't experience ourselves. In fact, I've been a Christian long enough to know that when I share the gospel with some people, the first thing the devil's going to do is harass that person. So I can't give people any kind of promises. You know what, brother? If you come to the Lord, he's going to make your life so happy you wouldn't even believe it. I never give that kind of promise. Oh, if you give, you give, you give. God is going to bless you. He's going to multiply you, all of these things. Maybe he will, but maybe he won't. But that's not for me to accomplish. That's for God to deal with you. I happen to be one of those people who believe that I'm already blessed, but not in this world. I'm blessed in the heavenly places. I could be the richest person in here in this world. I could be the poorest person in this world. It makes no difference because I go by what Jesus says. I'm already blessed in the heavenly realms. When I'm done with this place, I'll be in heaven. That's what I'm shooting for, okay? I don't have to promise you anything. The only thing I can promise is if you don't support the church, if you don't give, we're going to have candlelight services. That's all I can promise you. But I'm not going to promise you that if you give, you're going to receive tenfold. I'm not going to promise you that. All right? Because I'm not supposed to. You're supposed to trust God for his blessings. You're supposed to trust God for his promises, for your resources. However and whatever he blesses you with, if you're transparent, you're going to give accordingly. You don't have to be preached to. How many times do you think I preach about giving in this church? How many times? 
every Sunday. Every Sunday. You don't know it, but you're already giving. You're giving of your time. Hey, you're giving of your talents. But you need to be more transparent with that treasure stuff. Right? We were talking about tithing the other day or what, whenever that was. Why are churches wanting 10% to give? I don't know of any church that can command and demand the 10%. Many of you can give more than 10%. So why limit yourself, right? And when, when a pastor says that, people get all kinds of problems saying, yeah, that church is all about money. Why would we worry about money? We're the richest people in this universe, according to Jesus. <laughs> don't be fooled with the suit, right? I will outgrow this suit. I'm nearly there again. All these things are temporal. We proclaim the truth with transparency. And that attitude allows the Holy Spirit to use us because we know that we get, when we get out of the way of what God is doing, we know that we are becoming reflection. Let me close with this. To be a person of integrity is to be a person of transparency. That means you are a glass window. All right. So your glass window, you know, you, you, you can see the person on one side and you can see the person on the other side, the same person you see. You know, it, it's not like, it's not magic. You know, I'm standing here at a, at a glass window and then I go on to the other side and I become a different person. No, that's not, that's not what it is. Okay. You are who you are and God sees you like that. Okay. That glass is Jesus. And one day you and I are going to face the Lord. And he's going to see Jesus. So, this is my final takeaway. Not only are we to live for God, but we must also work for God. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.